1: Miami, Miami, Miami. It
2: like Miami.
3: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat beat postgame show on this beautiful Monday in February. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. With me today, my homie, the Reality Check Master, Tiffany Meeks. Tiff, what's up? I am doing phenomenal absolutely I bet you are. phenomenal I am I am glowing I am happy I feel like I feel like today is every holiday put together into one I feel great Do you know why tell us why tell us why maybe he beat the Philadelphia 76ers which is the greatest feeling for me personally they may not be the most historic rival for the team but I hate that team I don't like watching Joel B play basketball as talented as he is, I don't like watching James Harden play basketball. I don't like any of them. I don't like Doc Rivers raspy voice. I don't like, I don't like Tobias Harris looking confused all the time. I don't like George Niang. I don't like any of those dudes. I don't like Deadman anymore. He wasn't even there, but I'm sure this was sometimes somehow his fault. Tiff Chad yes. is going crazy. Court corner, resubscribed with Prime. They've been out here for 16 months. Invictus mock, resubscribe with Prime for 10 months. Says Philadelphia. Uh, just <laughs> listen, I love it, bro. I love beating that team. I love beating a rival Tiff. Let's get right into it. I thought they looked as alive as they have in weeks.
1: They did. They did. Um, the funniest thing is, it's it's what we always say about this team. It starts with defense. The defense tonight looked better than it's looked in the last four what four games that four game losing streak. The it a lot of it had to do with the defense tonight the defense looked good everybody looked connected everybody played hard that's the difference with this team they you got to get one through how many played tonight nine you got to get one through nine playing hard and playing connected that's what you got to get
3: they they looked sharp they were they were active their bodies were moving Tiff Mm -hmm. you're saying about the defense is hundred percent hands in the correct passing lane. They were active. They were moving even hero credit to hero. And I know that he gets a lot of stuff. Didn't have the best offensive game. What their game plan against Harden that hard show. He -hmm. was showing hard. He was running back to his man. He would stunt where he had to did not foul. Like, I I mean, he for, you know, he's, he is what he is, but even his effort on defense was good. Zeller, we know the play, you know, as Brian got tweeted, him. Prince Harry or Prince whatever, Prince William got him. The George <laughs> Costanza, uh, Bam, doing fifty million things on defense. Oladipo, Tiff, I I loved it. I loved the adjustment, by the way, of putting Caleb on Maxi once yeah. Maxi started to kind of go off on Oladipo and that kind of that yeah. kind of shushed that problem.
1: Yeah, there's no, I mean. <sighs> I, th- I think the thing is, is because you, you, you had, I think you had in the beginning, you had a combination of Vic and Tyler and they were switching off and on, on, on Maxie. the And the reality is, you know, for as good as Vic still is on defense, Maxie's like 12 years old. Like there there's, there's no stopping that young, that young kid spirit. Like that kid is a blur when he gets the ball. He's, fast. He's lightning oh. fast and he's a better decision maker this year than he was last year so you can see like the improvement in his game but the difference is caleb is a little bigger and he's a little bit more physical um he's a little bit longer so he was able to kind of funnel maxi where they wanted him to go on the court
3: which is which is huge and there they are epitome of team defense right other than bam and jimmy no one is like wow that guy is like you know, a game-breaking defender. Last year, right. baby, because P.J., I mean, even tonight, P.J. was, was very good defensively, but mm-hmm. it was just a team effort, man. Like you said, funneling him in. I like that change. I like when they implemented zone, and I like that they didn't stay in it too long. There right. was a period where the zone was kind of working, and they had Zeller on the back, and he would step up if Embiid ever got into that soft spot. Embiid right. hit a couple little, little floaters or whatever, and then they immediately changed the coverage, and they force Embiid into five or six turnovers tonight, which is really the recipe for them to win against this team. Mm-hmm. Their offense is not going to be good. We know that. We don't need right. to pretend. But if your defense plays like this, and if you have enough guys hit open shots, and if you create enough turnovers with your yeah. game plan, you get tonight.
1: Yep. And that's you, and that's the recipe for this team going forward. Uh, what do we have, like 21 games left? 20-something around there.
3: Like is it, Yeah, I think it's closer to like... 18 or something
1: okay so that's the recipe (laughs) yeah like you gotta your defense has to step it up another notch and yeah you gotta hit some open shots you gotta hit some open shots you gotta get to the basket and the reality is you gotta move the ball you can't there were a few possessions where you know in in that fourth where the ball just started to stick and it's like you cannot this team can't afford to hold the ball you really have to move it
3: they do and I think At the end of that game, their offense got super gummy, and you saw it was like – it looked like college basketball, right? They're passing it around the perimeter, and then Hero takes kind of a – contest, and that's really kind of the symptom of, I think, a lot of their bad three-point shooting is stuff like that. But listen, after that possession, I I even tweeted, I go, what is this offense? Very next play, Jimmy goes at PJ, does a spin into MB, does that up and under move, and just was about it, bro. And that's what you need. You just need – listen, if you're going to miss, miss, but miss at the damn rim.
1: Right, right, because then you, you give somebody the opportunity for the follow-up. I mean, that's pretty much all you can ask for with this team.
3: Especially with Embiid sitting on the four fouls, who is going to be a little more careful when trying to mm-hmm. rebound, and Bam kind of still being active despite having a, a poor shooting night, and we'll get to, we'll get into him later. Kind of want to talk about the, kind of the positive stuff. I, I like, by the way, Jimmy at the end when he scored, when he got the the, the, the free throw. Uh, that, he, that he split against Harden, mm-hmm. he he was really trying to get that switch on Harden, and PJ yeah. had been on him for a lot of a lot of the second half. PJ did a fantastic job, I thought. By the way, it's kind of one of those like, damn, you missed that, you know? Really right. playing Jimmy physical, taking him out of his game, and they kept trying to get that Harden switch. They got it late in the clock, and yeah. Jimmy got the foul. And that's like what I like to see, man. I like you work yeah. work the matchup and what you need to do. Don't settle and, and right. don't put the ball in other people's hands take right, it yourself. Right.
1: Yep. No, I I agree with that. And I agree like if you're gonna if if you're gonna run the clock down, get the matchup you want and not just be dribbling the air out of the ball. Like you got to be decisive in what it is you're trying to do.
3: Chad's saying fifth I mean, Miami shot how many threes did they take? They made they made 15 threes uh which is, you know, I think a, a great number for them. Shot 40%. Yeah. Um, you know, Gabe Stepped up, played great, hit his open looks. Max played well, hit his open looks. He was three for eight, and you love that. Um, and was active in other ways. I think that this hopefully is a positive sign for Max, but, kind of with how the rotation is and kind of putting him more into his comfort zone. And well,
1: what you hope is that at some point the rotation kind of sticks because you, you. If, if you if you keep moving these guys around, this is what you're going to get, you're going to get all the inconsistencies. But if you can kind of figure out what it's going to be, then you hope that the shooting does turn around. At this point, it's like, they're not going to catch the lightning in the bottle like they did last year. I don't I don't think so. But what I think is, can they get close to average? Yeah, but you got to get some consistencies and these guys got to get comfortable. They didn't forget how to shoot like that that doesn't happen no one has the yips they didn't forget how to shoot this is just a symptom of there's just too many things happening with this team
3: Then they rest so, a little bit i think there's a little bit of what you're saying and a little bit of like okay we were kind of we were kind of punching above our weight last year and it's right. just all kind of come at once
1: right no right right it all like i said that lightning in the bottle that hit because when it hit last season it hit quick and all of a sudden things were just popping and it, you know, it didn't happen. And I don't think that's going to happen. But like I said, if there are some consistencies with everyone that's on the court, I think they can get close to average and be fine.
3: Let's but talk you know, about. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no I know. I 100 I percent agree. Yeah. And and I don't think they did anything today that felt unsustainable on offense. Right. Right. And, you know, you don't got to hit crazy threes. You, don't, you know, you just got to hit the open ones that right. your best players create. Right. Tiff, let's talk about the backup center today. Because that has been really the litmus test for this team. They have had very poor to eh, backup center production, whether that's Deadman and his unfortunate just bad play this year. Um, And then you had Orlando Robinson kind of give you a spark. And they played well in that stretch where he he was kind of this injection of kind of freshness. But the
1: youth caught him.
3: Yeah. And listen, he's very green. He also got hurt. Yeah. And I
1: think it's youth. He just wasn't. He wasn't. He was. He was ready to give us what he gave us.
3: Absolutely. And, and I think he's kind of know. figured figured it out a little bit and kind of adjust when they got a little more film. Right. They got an NBA player in Zeller who, right? Man, you know, we know that Austin Sheffield is a bit of a a bit of a troll on these Twitter streets, but he actually had a good tweet the other day where he asked, "Who's the hustle guy on this Heat team?" It's and I'm it's like. The- it, is it cody it, zeller is it, it is it horseshoe listen, head
1: cody Zeller? it is listen that's the salesman that's what i call him <laughs> what, you, what was, it, was it used jacuzzis yeah, or what, what my you man say? my man looks like a door-to-door vacuum sailor <laughs> <It's> like, <a laughs> like sailor. yes he looks like he got that brown briefcase and he's just knocking on folks doors somebody let him in They heat he let him in suit. right They heat let him in and listen that guy just comes in and he has a way to find himself around the basket. He's just around the basket, he gets easy looks and he's just he's steady. Like yes, it's only been how many hours since he's joined the team, but he's listen, he's hasn't even steady. Got his first check yet. <laughs> right, he hasn't even got paid yet. He's steady and it's like he there's no plays run for him he's not looking for plays he's not calling for the ball he's just out there he's moving around drawing drawing charges getting put backs getting the easy floater listen I appreciate
3: it I love it and they needed that they just needed a guy who's not going to wet the bed he's kind of like the Beno Udric of, of mm-hmm. centers, right? Like when Alf, Alf loves Baino because Bano, if you gave Bano a five point lead, you were coming back to a right. five point lead. Just if you were down five, <laughs> you were coming back down five. Bano's like, I will drive this ship where you have it. And like Cody, he just, Bam did not have a good, a good scoring night. Uh, looked super out of sorts. And right. on a normal night like that, when he's not, he doesn't have it you're usually cooked because right. you look down your bench and poor Orlando or or it's Deadman or whoever, right? Or, or you know, whatever, Skeld, hey, Haysmith at the five, right? <laughs> like whatever, whatever you're doing. But he comes in, that play where he blocked Embiid, he was actually under the rim on the other end. Yep. He was trying to make yep. a play on offense. And I was thinking, yep. man, that's unfortunate. He was trying to hustle and make a play, didn't get it, and now Embiid's going to score on the other end. And the dude ran head down, sprinted full, and got it. And I'm like, I was happy that he got rewarded for that.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, but you you know what it is like. um, He knows he has a limited role and he has, you know, limited minutes. So you want to see a guy who let's say he plays. I don't know. I'll just say 10 minutes. Say he got 10 minutes tonight he literally played each minute like it was his last minute
3: he played 15. and like
1: how he got 15. 15. and and i think will mansell said uh tonight on twitter that he'd been out of the league for a year that he hasn't yeah. so th- this guy stayed ready like he's physically to run from end to end like he did and chase him down that guy he's physically ready
3: was this and, third game back second yeah Yeah,
1: Yeah. whatever. It's it's second or third, but he's physically ready and he's literally playing each minute like it's the last minute of the game.
3: And all he has to do is give you 15. I saw uh, just Jared in chat said Birdman roll. Like, yeah, man, just come in, give energy, finish at the basket. Like he's not like an all defensive player, but like he gives effort. He tries to make plays and Tiff, they just, they're missing guys who make, plays and i i thought about this watching them lose to the bucks because i remember leif on uh, five reasons had asked me whenever bobby portis was available he's like would you take bobby portis and i go no i wouldn't take bobby portis that guy stinks at defense and that guy the the, the Suns only look good when bobby portis was on the floor and they were going at him you know or or, or whatever and i was like that guy that guy's kind of a, a clown but that guy makes plays and i'm watching yeah. him like start on the heat and i was like the perfect player doesn't exist. The perfect no. players go for a lot no. of money, and sometimes, right. bro, you just need dudes that hoop. And yep. like, I think personally, I've always wanted like the perfect fit. Like I was always waiting for the PJ Tucker, right? Right. And I don't think that that's realistic. And you just get a guy from the buyout market who comes in, who contributes, who plays really hard, who accepts his role. And shout out to Kevin Love too, because oh yeah. yeah, you told me I, I came a, I came a couple minutes late to the game, and I go tip what I missed. And you're like, Kevin's just doing the little things.
1: Yep. He had um was in the quarter, I think, and someone someone took a jump shot, missed it. He's under the basket, buried under the basket with Embiid on one side, and I think Tobias Harris on the other side. He's smashed in between. And only the way Kevin Love can goes up and he can't jump over a phone book. Like it ain't <laughs> happening. You, not even, a, you can slide a sheet of paper under his feet. Not when even he jumps. young. <laughs> not even young. But for some reason he makes his way and smashed in between these two guys. He gets the one handed rebound, caresses it in under his arm, kicks it back out to somebody for the shot. But those are the little things that, you know, People don't think about that. We just didn't get a week ago. Like we weren't getting those types of plays a week ago because we were only depending on Bam to do that.
3: And he had a, he had another play where they he he surprised Harden with the trap. So they weren't they weren't trapping with the Bigs a, a ton. Kevin mm-hmm. would play kind of high, but he stepped up because they the Sixers had set a screen like really really high up, you know, from the three point line, and Kevin jumped that gap, surprised Harden totally. It was Caleb on the ball. And, and and Kevin was able to strip Harden, and not just a strip, but to get the ball, to have yeah. the hands to corral the ball after a strip, and then to outlet it to to perfect stride, Caleb Martin to get to get the dunk. That's yeah. like the one uh, the 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 hit
1: ahead to Tyler. For Tyler, went, did you see that one? It was, yeah. I mean, it, the placement was absolutely perfect with that pass.
3: Yeah. Yeah, just there, it says love was two for th- two for five from three if you take uh a- if you take away that heave at the end of the shot clock. Yeah, man, like he was productive, and, and I think yeah. you want him in that role. I think he's I think he's in the right role. I see the vision for what they have in mind for him. I would have liked him to play a little bit at the end, but I didn't mind. I thought that the rebounding got a little bit away from them at the end of the game, and I thought he yeah. might have helped, but I liked what they were doing defensively, so I'm not gonna nitpick right. that. Uh, but he gives them that variable, that tip they haven't had. Like he and Zeller played some minutes together too. That was a little more mixed. I don't know how much we'll see of that. That was kind right. of one of the stints where the Sixers really kind of ate into the lead. Um. Well
1: there, was, well, there was a grouping that actually, I was surprised that they actually didn't look too bad. And it was Love, Zeller, and I think it was Max. But I think that unit was flanked with Jimmy. Yeah. If I remember. It was like Jimmy and... In the second quarter? I can't remember.
3: Was that yeah I can't
1: remember maybe totally. I do know it was it was with Jimmy so that Jimmy was basically able to stabilize that unit so it didn't look they and they didn't look as bad on defense as you think they would have because obviously if you've got Jimmy he kind of helps you get in the right spots and you know he was doing a lot of talking but it's gonna be interesting how going forward because like I said the other night you played 10 in Milwaukee which I, I just thought that that was just too many people anyway for anyone to catch a rhythm. Yeah. And then tonight you went down to nine. Duncan's out where, of the rotation. Yeah. So that, so that was Duncan out of the rotation, but it seemed like it, it was able to make everybody else a little bit more at home in yeah. their roles as they got moved around.
3: And I, I think that that's kind of now when, when Kyle comes back, it'll be interesting right. because Gabe, well, Gabe's been shaky you know in pretty much the last couple of weeks so he looked great tonight you know right. kind of hitting he looks
1: great against philly every time he just i don't know
3: what it is cuz i was thinking i was like is it drop teams but it's like not really cuz like it's not like he's shooting off the bounce or anything but i guess that's something about the way the sixers help i don't know or maybe that maybe mass is confident in that building right. who knows <laughs> um but i mean you like you like to see quite of what he gave you tonight also defensively, you know, uh, active. I think Maxi is just also a tough matchup for him. Maxi would have been a tough matchup for Lowry as well. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see Lowry. Lowry would have probably spent a lot of time on, on Tobias Harris like Oladipo did. Uh, so I don't really know how solvable that is for them. But that's going to be interesting kind of how they fit their rotation in there. I want to talk about the Jimmy and Bamless minutes. So they got a lead up to nine, right? right. And it was like Zeller, Hero, Oladipo, Caleb, and somebody else. Uh, Might have been. Gabe, I think they might have gone three cards, but regardless, it was, it was oh, Max, it was with Max, and uh, they went no Jimmy and no Bam. And I was like, hmm, they got the lead up to nine. And I'm like, I think this is when you should count your blessings and get Jimmy back in the game, and they didn't. And the Sixers cut the lead down to five, which is fine. I mean, as long right. as they don't <laughs> completely throw up on themselves, I think right. you're good. I would like Spo to be a little quicker on that. I mean, Jimmy, I think only played 32 minutes tonight, Jimmy played. There's not a lot, you know, he could he could play more. He played 32 minutes, yeah. Um, you know, what's 34, right? Right. Kind of kind of get out ahead of that, I think.
1: Yeah, I think um it's interesting because remember, he was on that minutes restriction for a while. So there was a grouping of games where he literally only played 27 minutes. Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. So, You're I mean, <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe this is the point where, because you said he played, what, 32? Maybe this is the point now where we start to see him trying to ramp it up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, which I'm okay with because I feel like with Jimmy's body and all the injuries he sustained, you don't want to just start throwing him out there for 38 minutes, 38 minutes, 38 minutes, for sure. even though you do got to get these wins. So I feel like that might be the right thing to do to start ramping him up with like maybe you know the next game he goes 32 minutes again and then the next game maybe he goes into 33 but like you do got to start getting him on the court more because all these games mean something and then that's that home stand that they have coming up it's not easy
3: No, it's not, and they have a they have a really tough kind of schedule coming up. I know that they play Philly again. I believe they play Atlanta twice. Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, although Memphis is they're uh, they're they're in a bit of a tailspin as of late. But still, so. yeah, no. But I still, mean, they
1: got you know they got they got they jaw, got speed. They, got, name, they yeah, got yeah
3: youth, and they're gonna be hungry. So you know, yeah. really kind of chasing eight of the next nine at home. They're a good home team. Um, that they've been pretty consistent at. This is a big road win, too, by the way, for them. Yeah. They've struggled on the road. Um, they show up against good teams. Now I, that Milwaukee game, they got absolutely embarrassed, and I thought the timeline was justifiably upset at at, every, at everything because that was that was one of those games where you're just like, man, fuck this team. But right. they played Milwaukee almost to the buzzer. You know, missing some guys on the road before, where Jimmy was spectacular, and they they do play they do play good teams really well. Right. Which gives me confidence. Um, Lowry seems too close to being back, and I, I do think they need another guard. I know that we just talked about like they have a comfortable rotation, but I think they're one ball handler short, and I think he can help them, especially defensively, sometimes. Right. Um, Tiff, just just a great win. Bam impacting the game on defense. He was doing like ninety things. That that play where he there was there was a play where. He's he's trying to stay on Embiid. They're not going to give up the switch the, right. the Phillies trying to work kind of uh, Caleb on Embiid and it, it doesn't go. Bam's doing a great job of slipping kind of in and out and eventually Philly gets the switch, but they get it. They get it with Harden on the ball and Bam. The, it's like eight or in in the clock. So Bam takes that switch because Embiid is at the three point line with Caleb and he's not going to be able to set up shot quipping up and he arms up forces a miss and nearly a turnover and then runs on the other end and I think gets an offensive rebound or something. Mm-hmm. He had a bad shooting night. And that's why I'm wearing his jersey today. Because despite the shit offensive performance that I was like, God damn, who are you? Bro brings it on defense every night.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. And, like, it's hard to kind of fall. Bam's been carrying all season. That's yeah. one. Like, it's, ho- it's hard it's hard to fault ends. him exactly. So it's hard to fault him especially when it comes to like Embiid, for him to you know to be mad that he had like <laughs> a bad offensive game. Um, because honestly I didn't expect him to get off for his normal 21, 22, 23 points. Like I thought it was going to be a dog fight for him. Um, defensively, listen, that's these are the types of games where you know okay, you need other people to chip in because Bam's going to have to lock in. And and he did. Everywhere that he was on the floor, he made, you know, he made his presence felt. I think that like sometimes we just forget that he does so much that some nights it's impossible to continue to go at the at the level in which he goes.
3: Had that huge block on Embiid late. Um Paul and Chad asked, do you guys think that they should have doubled Embiid on the last play? And I think that's kind of interesting because they've really opted to go one on one with him a lot. They send late help, right. uh, and I think if you're going to send help, it's late help. Tiff, did you see the play? They have Embiid in the Bam has Embiid in the corner, and it's just kind of face guarding as Embiid's like kind of jab faking and pump faking and Tyler comes is that when
1: tyler comes over? yeah and he's like, yeah. that so it's,
3: like <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like it's like when your son or daughter or your child like for things are helping you cook by like handing you an egg like oh thanks honey you helped right
1: <laughs> he's i did something
3: it's yeah, like oh good job you know like i i thought it was i thought it was a nice Right thinking, but I don't think you're helping, bro. It's like
1: cable with like Linus from from the Peanuts. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I mean, hit the shot, and probably you know they're like, oh, good job hitting the shot over the double. What double? What
1: <laughs> double? Yeah.
3: Like, I didn't even see him. Bro. All I saw was bam. Yeah. So yeah, somebody goes here on bam d boy. Yeah. I thought that was funny, but I did think the plan to like send the help late. Has worked in the playoffs, right. six turnovers, and I, I've, I'm a little mean to Embiid. I admit he's obviously a super talented player. He's an MVP candidate. Dude can bring it on any night. scares the living fuck out of anybody. He's enormous. He's skilled. Obviously a very smart player and a great defender. But I think the biggest knock on him is he turns the ball over a lot. And he almost had seven turnovers. That that yeah. pass that he that errant pass cross court that almost went out of bounds. That was like a James right. Johnson pass. And Tiff, that's that's kind of their Achilles heel, and I think Miami is the best team at exploiting that. Right, I, I, and well, I think they, that they learned.
1: It seems like out of most of the teams, they they understand his tendencies, and <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> they understand his tendencies, and he has a tendency. He turns his back a lot, and he doesn't. He he never feels for the pressure. He just kind of turns for the ball, and like. It's like he sees the ball, he wants the ball, and then he forgets there's like action around him. And the Heat to me are the best at like diving in, coming around, getting their hands in, um, putting pressure on him, and also kind of like giving him blind spots. And I don't know if you know what I mean by blind spots, but they, they have a way of getting in the way of the passing lanes where it's, I might be in the lane, but I might not be in the passing lane. So kind of prick him into trying to make that extra pass when he shouldn't be making that pass
3: i yeah no and that's that's what they do and you know tiff you know what's funny about them i think they play better when their game plan is more complicated because it engages them more yep. it's not like like when they played the knicks they look like they were fucking sleepwalking you yeah. know what i mean and it's like that's that's there's like not like a huge game plan there it's like all right, guys, you know, make sure Bam gets switched on to Randall and then don't, you know, help off the corner, you know, our usual. Right, right. Against the Sixers, it's like they have a different plan and they have a lot of schemes. And I think, I think these guys might need that to stay engaged because everybody has like a role to play. It's like, all right, you, you got, if you're the low man, you got to come in to help. If we, right. they're always trying to get guys into corners against the Sixers, Harden and Embiid, especially. Harden had a great game, by the way. I know yeah. that we clown him, but, you know, he had that late turnover that killed him, but, you know, he went off for for a a pretty good game for him nowadays. Embiid had a good scoring night, but you force him into the turn. How many turnovers did Harden have? I think Harden had quite a few as well. Harden had four. So Embiid and Harden combined for for 10 turnovers, that's the game plan you want. Like, if you're Miami, if I tell you before the game, Tiff, I said, Tiff, I don't tell you anything else. I go, the Heat force Harden and Embiid into a combined 10 turnovers. You're just like... I think we won.
1: I think we win.
3: (laughs) And they're good at scoring off of them, especially now... Caleb's on the wing. You got Kevin Mm -hmm. in the back throwing passes. Jimmy, Jimmy got up today. Yep. Jimmy got up and he got out on a
1: few of those, those fast break opportunities. So it's the easy buckets. You got to get some easy, some easy buckets.
3: And let's be real Tiff. Jimmy had that quote at the end of the, at the end of the Hornets game. And he's, he's talking about, we're losing too much. We don't have time to figure it out. And, I don't know that. I don't know. God knows what was said behind closed doors in the locker room. Because right. I'm pretty sure he and Udonis, and and Bam, for that matter, they the and Spo. These are all guys that say what they think, and I know that whatever you know, maybe fans can make excuses and right. we can make, but they don't. They don't play that, and I think they responded to, frankly, like the most embarrassing stretch of their season. Right. Um, at a time when you think that they're in position to run away or get up in the conference, they've slid and they blew it. And I thought that this was a great response that you want from your team. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Great, great night, guys. Great night. Listen, I I they, they gotta do it again. They get to do it at home. Um, you know, Kyle come back. If Kyle is back that game, that's gonna be something else they have to integrate and work into. But I think their game plan against Philly is solid. I think that Bam is going to play better. Um, he's had a bit of a rough stretch, but I think he'll play better. You, you like what you get from Zeller. You're liking what you're getting from Max and Gabe. You want that more often. You kind of need that consistency from them. You need your role guys to step up and to kind of elevate when one of their starts have a bad night. So, listen, I agree. Polter says, Goodwin, don't be fooled. This doesn't make <laughs> me feel different. I don't right, feel differently. Right. I'm, yeah, no, no, Tiff, we're, we're in agreement.
1: They are who I think they are. Like, this is the the this is the team that can lose four straight and then go into Philly and win.
3: And this was the team that we liked them in the matchup. We've been saying that. Yeah. We've said it for years.
1: Yeah. Against Philly, I'd pick them. Like, this is the team. Or this is the team that can go into Atlanta and get blown out just because. Like, this is the This is, this the is team. a team
3: that could lose two playing games against teams they shouldn't lose to. Exactly. And they could also <laughs> beat Philly and, you know, Win a road game at Boston to make a second round interesting. Who knows? But yeah. regardless, great win. Go back, do it again tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Excuse me. Which, by the way, is a hangover time day. Uh, hangover time is on Wednesday, so make sure listen. If you, uh, God, Lord help the Sixers if they if they lose to the Heat on a hangover time day with what Brass and will have cooking for them. So make sure to tune into that on Wednesday. Of course, you got pregame in with Frankie and Kenny before every single game and tomorrow uh tune in for heat beat uh we have a special guest on the pod tomorrow from the sixers uh my good friend brian uh brian torek who's gonna talk about tonight and kind of what to expect on wednesday so full week of content for y'all uh we're happy appreciate jock 44 26 months subscribed Ooh. that's my man right there uh we appreciate you and i know that um i know that vein hype gifted uh, a tier one sub to jimmy butler Today, so shout out to uh, shout out to my man uh, vane Hype for always supporting and Jade Jade as well. Uh, we love you, appreciate you. One more thing, when Eric Reed said about Tobias Harris, he's a silent film, comma <laughs> he has zero points. I was like, hands in his back. Eric Reed's even yes. back, baby. We're back. The heater back. E Reed's back. Let's go. <laughs> Loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, I, I chat saying save the arena. I would have saved the arena if they lost today. We won. I'm not gonna uh, listen. I'm not. I'm not fucking up what what they have going. Okay, we're not in crisis anymore. Well, let's revisit in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate y'all. We will see you tomorrow on the pod and Wednesday for hangover time again. Great win, Tobias Harris over me. All that good stuff. We love y'all. See you tomorrow. <laughs>